Welcome to another bonus ep. Yes. We today is a little bit of like a, it's a little bit of a random bonus ep. It is. Super connected to anything currently happening with Taylor, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, We, as we've discussed, have many like bonus apps planned, currently mm-hmm. doing research for, et cetera. So like many to come. But today we thought it would be fun to go through, you know, we know that Taylor is obviously famous for her songwriting and writing songs about her life and the relationship she's had, some of those with famous people. And we wanted to talk about the response songs. So anybody that has ever basically written a song about Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. um, And you know what I'm noticing I didn't put in? I mean, this doesn't really count because it wasn't released, but that song that Halsey wrote about Harry and Taylor. Oh my gosh, wait. Yeah, we have to talk. We'll talk about that. Okay, we'll talk about it like later, but I don't have them. That's okay. That's okay. These are songs that primarily we're going to be talking about like people that Taylor has written songs about, even though she doesn't say it, that write like a response song. But Mm -hmm. we've also thrown in just like a few funny ones, Mm -hmm. kind of like the Halsey one that are just like about Taylor in the space. Yes. So primarily these songs are by her exes or people that she speculated to have been in a relationship with right either responding to a song of hers responding to their relationship like something like that mm-hmm. um so i i have them in chronological order love should we should we just dive in let's just dive in and you know let me just say before we get into it audrey has done some beautiful research for this episode and thank so you. i just want to say a thank you for doing the work. Oh, no problem. And bringing me and the rest of the folklore's out there this content. Of course, anytime. <laughs> I know that um you know, you probably only know a few of them, but like do you have a, a favorite Taylor Swift song? I know, I was going to say like can we do the segment, but like it's hard. I yeah. mean to well, be honest, well, what I was going to say is that like none of these songs made waves. Like literally none no. of them. Unlike, obviously, you know, Dear John, Forever and Always. Right. Like, all these songs that she has about other people that are so known and so iconic. And then you get the response song, and it's, like, crickets. Crickets. I know. Which, okay, so I think, I think with that in mind, like, I have to say my favorite is the Owl City one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast before. (laughs) No, I know, but I literally put it again because I'm like, no, we just, like, can't not. It needs to be discussed again. Like, it needs to be discussed again. again. Like, okay, just you guys can tell us if you want this. A clip of that is the theme song for next season of our pod. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, let us know (laughs) because I personally love the idea. (laughs) Uh, so yeah I'm gonna say that's my favorite close second is the Halsey Harry and Taylor track (laughs) because that is just like comedy gold yeah 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 what's yours oh 
Um, let's see. I enjoyed the Jonas Brothers one just because, like, I was so into the Jonas Brothers at the time. Yeah. Even though I was obviously, like, Team Taylor. Like, I love Taylor more. Mm-hmm. I just was into all of it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the fact that they did it, and it was, like, 2009, this is, like, me peak, just, like, into all of this stuff. Like, yeah. they were writing songs about Miley, they were writing songs about Selena, and my ass was just, like, this. Eating it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that that holds a special place in my heart for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, I would probably give it to that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The other thing, too, that we're going to be talking about that perhaps makes this bonus episode slightly more relevant is that a song leaked um, this year from Harry Styles, like debut album and unreleased song. And that has many lyrics that seem to be about Taylor that mm-hmm. we'll be discussing. So since yeah. we have that, leak, you know, we can also talk about it. Yes. All right. So chronologically, we start with a song that really is just kind of a funny one. So obviously we know t- Taylor started off her career with the song Tim McGraw mm-hmm. um, and obviously an amazing song, but also even then, you know, her marketing mind was like this just draws attention. To- sure. And it's so funny when you think about now all of the songs that do this, mm-hmm. like from mm-hmm. major artists like you know, Fallout Boy with like their song Uma Thurman or like yeah. whatever. To yeah. then like even just unknown people that want to get a hit. Like mm-hmm. who's that girl that has that song that's like, I want to, I want you to be like Harry Styles or like, right. You're not Harry Styles or whatever. Yeah, yeah like there's so many of those. Yeah, songs. so true, so true. Um, I mean, we're gonna be talking about it when we do our episode of like early demos of Taylor, but she has that song till Brad Pitt comes along. Oh my god, which like so like. You know, it's a marketing tactic. It is. It is. Draw attention to your song. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I believe to be the first artist that did this with Taylor was in 2008. Tyler Dean released a song called Taylor Swift. Okay. Um, Unlike Tim McGraw, the Taylor song, this was seen as a cheap marketing tactic. (laughs) Also, like, do you know who Tyler Dean is? No, no. I don't think he's done anything he's, else he's not he anyone released, he was just the first one to release a song called Taylor Swift and so he made it on the list we love okay he lyrics I never thought that I could fall for just one girl didn't right. think someone would ever rock my world she's cool tall beautiful with long blonde curls I'd like to take her for a drive I need a song that'll turn her head one that says something I've never said maybe make her make her turn the lightest shade of red and really comes alive, really come alive. Well, maybe she's just too pretty, out of reach and way too busy. What can I do? And the honest truth is I want a girl. I want a girl. I want a girl like Taylor Swift. Wow. First time I heard her, we were only 13. I remember when, I, where I was when she started to sing. Now that we're older, I just want to be seen. Hanging out, talking about the two of us. <laughs> Call her agent, call her lawyer. Hey, Mr. Swift, I need to talk to you. And Mr. DJ, want you to send it on through. Because she might be listening. Maybe she's listening. Please be listening. Call me, text me, call me, baby. (laughs) This is blowing my mind. I know, I know. Like, what? Also, okay, 2008. Yeah. What year did Tim McGraw come out? 2006. 
six. Okay. And he's like, we're so much older now, AKA like 15. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. I can't so wait to play it and like, we'll put in a clip as we said, but like, yes. just can't wait to hear it. Um, okay. This makes me think of the recent song, which I, if you have it and I just scrolled through and missed it, I apologize, but Though there was a song like in the last year or two that someone put out, I think also called Taylor Swift. And it referenced Uh, all those lyrics. It was like, there was like a reference to 22 and like a reference to like, do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do, but I think I didn't include it because I picked this one. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I think that, yes, I do kind of remember. The problem is like, it is... Like, I I will say, like, unless we knew the name of this other man that did this, like, this is an impossible thing to find. Because, like, Taylor has so much music now to, like, have a song called Taylor Swift. Like, you can't look that up. (laughs) Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was some, it was some country dude. And I remember, like, being, I remember the he had a video for it and it referenced a lot of like Taylor music videos or something. Sorry. If you heard that, I'm just getting the Halsey vial later. Um, yes, no, I do remember. I mean, I'm, to be honest, I'm sure there's many Taylor songs, but again, this, this appeared to be like the first. This sets the tone. This sets the tone. You know, and our and our focus is more on the songs directly responding. Yes, we're we're not giving me. as much love to this, but just to yeah. start us off, we, we love it as a to start us off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, thank you, Tyler Dean. We are now going to play some of his song. Hey guys, it's Audrey. So, unfortunately, um, Laura and I uploaded this episode with all of the clips from the songs in them, and our episode was taken off for copyright infringement by Universal Music Group. So, sadly, um, we had to go back and take all of the clips out. So, unfortunately, when you hear us introing a clip, you will not get the clip from the song, but I hope you still enjoy our takes and our discussion on these songs and you go listen to them um, on your own. So thanks for understanding. All right. That was Tyler Dean, Taylor Swift. What a guy. Mm-hmm. What a guy. All right. So the next one, the first like real response song mm-hmm. is the Jonas Brothers song, Much Better released in 2009 it is a response to the song forever and always obviously joe and taylor dated she wrote forever and always that's on fearless mm-hmm. this song much better appears on their fourth album lines vines and trying times which was their last album with disney the song is about camilla bell who better than revenge on speak now is about yeah yikes and joe called this song his most personal song on the album key key lyrics that really identify it as a taylor song i've got a rep for breaking hearts now i'm done with superstars and all the tears on her guitar i'm not bitter now i see everything i'd ever need is the girl right in front of me she's much better which like (laughs) it's so fucked up 
It's so intense. Like, I understand, um, like, it was 2009. He was, like, how old? And she he? made such a thing about, like, she really no, did. for sure. Like, this was a, this was a crazy moment in, in history, frankly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, this song wasn't a single or anything. They did perform it when they hosted the Teen Choice Awards. Mm. Um, I don't remember if Taylor was in attendance, but uh, <laughs> notably in 2022 for their Las Vegas residency after Joe and Taylor like publicly reconciled in 2015 when Joe was dating Gigi Hadid mm-hmm. and the squad and like since you know they've been very publicly like we're chill right we changed the lyrics to now I'm cool with superstars heck yeah so it's happy. really it's a similar energy to um how Haley Williams like doesn't sing that one line in Misery Business because it's like yeah. she like doesn't say like right whatever that yeah line. I mean that's like a little different though because I feel like she's like she doesn't say I mean the it's line a more serious issue <laughs> right it right. would be not that she's going to but it would be the equivalent of Taylor changing the lyrics to Better Than Revenge because yeah. she's like this is like fucked up to do yeah. Um, but we do have another instance of someone changing the lyrics in their Taylor response song later. So we'll get into that. Okay. But yes, we have, we have much better, which, you know, very fun for me to hear. Mm -hmm. Again, I was very into this like song. and So (laughs) let's give it some love. Classic. Love it. All right. The next one, again, not like directly a Taylor response song, but a, a song about Taylor that made waves. Yeah, this, which, I'm just looking at this It's just so funny because you, because I was talking about this the other day with Laura and I mentioned this and she was like, I don't know about that. And no, I was I like, oh, God, are you serious? This was like such a thing to me. Like this really made waves. Yeah. No, I'm looking at the lyrics now and I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. So <laughs> the song we're talking about is Mary Swiftmas, a song by Evan Tobinfeld. Uh, came out December, 2009. So Evan Tobinfeld was best known for being Avril Lavigne's guitarist and co-writer um, for her like first two albums. And he was in her backing band. Um, at the time when he released this. So, like, I think that's also why it got more attention because he was, like, mm. a quote-unquote, like, real music person that released it. Like, it's a parody song. Like, it's not... Right. He's not, like, this is my serious song. Um, but, yes, it went it went viral on YouTube at the time when, you know, that was, like, a thing. A thing, yeah. Um, he he later, after touring and writing with Avril Lavigne, had his own music career that I believe he's still, like, pursuing now. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, so when it came out, this is what I'm obsessed with. Taylor responded, quote, this made me smile with a link to the song. She tweeted that okay. hours after it was posted to YouTube. Oh, my gosh. She's like, I've got those alerts set. Literally. <laughs> Um, and then I believe that like what he originally posted was just like a performance of the song and then he made a video and she's in the video. Interesting. Okay. Um, So, yeah. So it was cute because, you know, in 2009, you know, this, this guy was enough of like, had enough pull Mm -hmm. to get her to, to be in it. Honestly. Um, 
Yeah, key lyrics, you know, I want a good girl for hugging and kissing, not a head case who only dates jerks. I don't need more toys and shiny things. I just want a blonde who likes to sing. So don't put a bow on a box. There's no need to send Megan Fox. I don't need a big mansion. So let's nix Scarlett Johansson. There'll be teardrops on my guitar if I end up with Amy Smart. So Santa for my gift. Please send me Taylor Swift. I know you're sick of all the cookies. So I got you fearless platinum edition. <laughs> And no one will mess with her when she's mine. And Kanye will watch his mouth next time. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to refuse if in comes Penelope Cruz. If she's a bad girl, send her back because Lindsay Lohan is whack. Just like crack. Oh, my God. I'd rather have Jason Mraz. I'm yours. than be stuck with Cameron Diaz. So Santa for my gift. Please send me Taylor. Okay, bye icon, I guess. Bye icon. I know her and I are going to fit. Taylor Taubenfeld has a ring to it. I'd oh rather be hanging alone than making out with Emma Stone. Yeah, I'd rather get a subpoena than kick it with Angelina. And yeah, I'd probably shed a few tears if you mess up and send Britney Spears. So Santa for my gift. Please send me Taylor Swift. This is like oh. so funny. And because like at this time, I mean, I guess she was just like, you know, the hottest girl on the scene, like the new girl or whatever. But like, to be like dragging all these other people, yeah, and be like, no, like Taylor Swift over Britney Spears. <laughs> I mean, I think it was just like, yeah, she was a girl of the moment, and yeah. like, you know, Julian. He said about the song after it went viral. I have a number of mutual friends who know her. My brother plays for Demi Lovato. He's met her and says she's a total sweetheart, but I had never met her myself. I had no idea she was going to tweet about it two hours after I slept it up. She's like, yeah, pretty crazy turnaround time. <laughs> I hadn't slept because I wanted to finish the song, so I fell asleep at two in the afternoon. And when I woke up, I had like 50 text messages telling me she tweeted about it and that it had 100,000 views on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. So cute. And was Swift as charming as she had been made out to be? I'd say even more so, said Taubenfeld. She's a genuine <laughs> person. I'm not sure that t- Lautner would be- was too stoked about it. Because I oh guess she Lautner at the time. That's hilarious. So, just like very pure. Love it. Um, yeah. So let's let's hear, hear some of Mary Swift Miss parentheses, even though I celebrate Hanukkah. Okay. Love it. Next is a, our iconic podcast fave. The track of all tracks. Track of all tracks, the Owl City Enchanted Response. Yes. So, okay. Do you think we talked about this in the Speak Now episode? Yes, I believe so. Okay, so if you want, like, our full take on it, yeah, please go stream that episode. Yes. Because, obviously, the song Enchanted is on Speak Now. Mm-hmm. It is famously about Adam Young from, also known as Owl City. he then responded to the song with his own version of enchanted with additional lyrics so iconic it's so iconic it's so amazing it's just like like i'm sure i said this last time we talked about it but like i was like such an owl city fan that's like i know you were that's what makes it and were you at the time yes oh my gosh i was like obsessed with him at this time but okay so then were you like so obviously you're obsessed with taylor too like were you like shipping them 
Like, were you into this? I, I don't know what, I don't know that I was necessarily shipping it. I felt, I didn't know what to feel, to be honest. Yeah, like, I knew, I knew Chanted was like about him and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's like amazing. But then when he, okay, so you responded, thought that was amazing. Yes, I was into that. Yeah. But then when he responded. <laughs> and it's so embarrassing. I was like, okay, now I'm not listening to this anymore. And that was true for Taylor too. <laughs> okay, here's what I will say. Yeah. For me and Laura, this is our favorite. This is our sense of humor. This. Yes. Exactly. Yes. This. this is what Laura and I find more funny than anything than in anything. the world. Than anything. Like. The yeah. hours we sp- I mean, if you want to just have a great afternoon, <laughs> look at the Instagram account of Train, the band. Yes. And the cameo account of Drew Seeley. That's yeah. all I'll say. If, you, if this brings you joy, that is what you need to look at. Because yes, agree. we just love this. It's so funny. Like, it's amazing. And I just like... Uh, like everything about this is like everything. it's everything but no at the time at the time I think I found it stressful yeah like at the time I was very like, stressful it's very stressful it's very stressful um <laughs> I think too because yeah he just like <laughs> yeah. no like I mean it he literally like put this out on Valentine's Day Oh, I know. I know. Accompanying blog post. I know. Like he really like, (sighs) (laughs) and like it's not even like it was like bad because he put himself out there. Like it was like good for him, but like I don't know. Like it was just very. It was very interesting. It was a very interesting choice. Such a good example of like you know her meeting him at this party, whatever, you know, him having a good first impression, her intrigued by him. Mm-hmm. And then the more, you know, you look under the surface, there's a, there's a weirdness. Yeah. And I also think, you know like, what that, sorry, you've got, Oh no, I was just no, going to no. say that like, it really like, obviously Enchanted is a great song. Yeah. And, you know, the message, the hidden message in the lyrics is Adam, a.k.a. this man's name. So we have very obvious evidence linking him to the song. Yeah. However, I think, I think that with his response, like, it felt like it was putting much more weight onto the song than, like, what it was. Yes. Well, her, her perspective is, like, we had this moment. I wrote a song about this moment. Right. Here it is. Uh, whatever. It's really, I think. And he's like, wait, you were interested? Literally. Like, <laughs> like, no, like, come back. And it's like. No, that's like exactly what it was, where it's like, okay, like, I feel like, yes, like, did they have like a nice exchange or whatever? And like, was there maybe an energy? Sure. But, like, I just feel like that... But that's the difference. And I don't mean this as, like... Like, I don't... I don't mean to, like, quantify people in this way. But, like, that's the difference between, like, a cool person and, like, a weird person. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... And, like, he's very endearing. But, mm-hmm. like... Like, 
you know what I'm saying. You know, no, saying. I, I do. It just, it just felt very like, oh, like someone who's cool and gets it is like, okay, I get what she did. Right. We had this moment, mm-hmm. like whatever. And then, like, yeah. and like to be honest, I feel like yeah. The I guess the 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 person who gets it, quote unquote, response would be for one to write a new song, right. <laughs> And maybe just like subtly say subtly in the song, you know, like right. drop the word enchanted or something right. or drop like another word from the lyrics of enchanted. Or at some concert, do a cover of the song and yeah. like don't say anything about it. Just like, yeah. do it. you know, yeah. like something like that. But um, like it was the it was the changed lyrics, it was the blog post, it was the Valentine's Day release. Like it he leaned in way too hard. And like honestly, I'm so grateful for it because me too. It, it's like it I didn't really think anything about Owl City. And I mean this this really bumped him up for me. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Like That's I'm so amazing. obsessed. I'm so obsessed with it. Yeah. But but yeah. Key lyrics. Oh, Taylor, I was enchanted to meet you too. Taylor, I'll spend my whole life wondering if you knew I was enchanted to meet you too. I was never in love with somebody else. I never had somebody waiting on me because you were all my dreams come true. And I just wish you knew, Taylor, I was so in love with you. And like, I'll say it, he hasn't had a hit since. (laughs) I know. It's also funny that, like, yes, he put it up with his blog post, but then, like, removed it a few months later. The blog post? Like, the blog post and the song. Like, yeah. that's how he put the song up. And then it was, like, a few months. And that stuff. Anyways, please enjoy a clip. Iconic. Absolutely iconic. Okay. The next one that we have is another, like, you know, real one. Yeah. And this one was interesting to do research about because I obviously knew about the song and I knew about like why people thought it was about Taylor, but I, in doing research for it, like there was more to it that I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, So the song I'm talking about is a song by John Mayer, the song Paper Doll released in June, 2013 on his sixth album, Paradise Valley. So this is thought to be a response to the song Dear John and also just like, you know, the the conversation around him and Taylor's like relationship and breakup and whatever. Yeah. Um, so notably this song is on the same album that he has a duet with Katy Perry, because he was dating her at the time. Very um the song Who You Love. This song, Paper Doll, was released as the lead single. Um, Interesting. And really the the lyrics g- get into it. So um, mm-hmm. the lyrics are, well, I'll start with like the most, the most kind of like notable lyric that people were like, oh, this song is about Taylor, mm-hmm. is the chorus that says, you're like 22 girls in one and none of them know what they're running from. Was it just too far to fall for a little paper doll? So the 22, um, because of, you know, Taylor had just released Red and like 22 was a big song. So people Mm. were just like very um, noted that as well as the line, 
and none of them know what they're running from tied to the lyric in Dear John. I look back and regret how I ignored when they said run as fast as you can. And like this just like pisses me off. Oh, just like, wait. Okay. So then, so like, I knew about that, the 22 lyric, but like, that was really all I thought. Like, I didn't know there was like a lot more to it. Okay. Yeah. So in the first verse, and I will say it, I enjoy the song. I enjoy John Mayer. I obviously am concerned, disturbed by anything that may have happened with them, but like, you know. And other comments he's made over I'll just, you know, like, name him. name my, you know, conflict of interest. Yes. <laughs> Obviously not because I'm obsessed with Taylor and, like, For I'm sure. a casual fan of John Mayer. But I do like yeah. some songs. I enjoy the song. It's, like, a very pretty song. Okay. Okay. Um, but I will say, like, this song is incredibly, like, condescending and patronizing. I mean, which, just from the one lyric you've read so far, I'm like, right, right. <laughs> which like definitely like was the, the the goal. Yeah. Okay. So the first verse, paper doll, come try it on. Step out of that black chiffon. Here's a dress of gold and blue. Sure was fun being good to you. So this kind of seems to reference the line in Dear John, the girl in the dress cried all the way home. Mm-hmm. Then we have you know, the chorus, which is like that 22 girls in one thing. Uh, Strap into some heels that hurt. Should have kept my undershirt. And people think this shoulda is a reference to her lyric in Dear John, I shoulda known. Mm, okay. It's like a pretty like notable like shoulda. Yeah. Okay. And not like should have or whatever. Cut the cord and pull some strings. Make yourself some angel wings. Um. So this line of like cut the cord People think references, I stopped picking up, and this song is to let you know why. Mm. And then the lyric, make yourself some angel wings, they think he's referencing, like, her presenting herself as an angel to the public, Mm. or, like, the good girl, and he's, like, the evil one. Right, right. And if those angel wings don't fly, someone's going to paint you another sky. So this interpolates the lullaby, hush little baby, like... Mm you know like what are the lyrics in that like and if that tree doesn't right i know okay okay um so by interpolating that lullaby people think it's like a dig at the line don't you think i was too young to be messed with yeah um like like, just like this idea that like she's saying like don't you think i was too young to be messed with and basically like his song is like being like okay you're such a baby like i will like put it's like this. so fucked up like she literally was like, like in her late obviously time. this is just people's like interpretation speculation like we don't yeah. know. but, but we i didn't know about like all of this like i because they are very subtle um and then the line to someone's gonna paint you another sky um people think is in reference to paint me a blue sky and go back and turn it to rain I mean, that feels very, that feels very obvious to me. That feels like on par with like the 22. Right. So while obviously, yes, looking at this, there was a lot more than I thought. And I was like, oh my God, this is like so intense and like so fucked up. But I will say that it was fun. Like I was like, like, I obviously am not saying that like Taylor and John Mayer are like at the same level of like songwriting. Like obviously I'm not saying that, Mm -hmm. but 
this was the of all the response songs this was the closest of someone like playing taylor at her own game Mm. because all the rest are just like so far below her yeah like love to the jones brothers love to one direction love to Katy perry but like but like they're just not like doing that so I was like okay at least this is giving me the same kind of like energy as Mm -hmm. when we like look into Taylor songs and there's a lot of layers so I just thought for that purpose Mm -hmm. it was cool yeah but obviously yeah it's very like it's very troubling very troubling um so his comments about the song he's adamant that the song is not about Taylor Swift he oh. says when Paper Doll came out 100% of the people believed it was about somebody but the song was not about that person and I could never tell anybody that's not true because then I would be breaking my rule that songwriters don't say who the songs are about or not about I roll yes so and obviously he had comments about Dear John, the song originally being like, that was like a low thing to do. And like, Mm -hmm. that's like weaponizing your talent or whatever. But let's remember too, whenever he made those comments and someone like shared the comments with her, she was like, like, that's so presumptuous of him. I never say who my songs are about. Right. So. So yeah, there's just like a lot happening there. There's a lot happening there. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't respect this man for a minute. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I uh, trust me. Like, I do get. No, it. I know. I know you get it. I know you get. It. <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying about like the layers? I do. I do. Okay. But that, frankly, that makes it even more annoying that he's like, no, <laughs> I wouldn't say who this is about because it's like, okay, if you really didn't want people to think this was about Taylor, you wouldn't have included these lines, like. If the 22 line wasn't there and the someone's going to paint you another sky wasn't there, I would I would give grace to these other ones. I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, these could be coincidences. But, like, those right. are, like, completely ripped. So from there's that. too much. Like, there's too yeah. much throughout it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, don't fucking pretend yeah. that this isn't why. And to have this be, like, the lead single. Like, it's like you were trying to do something with this. And if you can't admit to that, then say no. For sure. I mean, this is after his. So, like, his biggest album was Continuum, won all the Grammys for it, all the whatever. He then has Heartbreak Warfare that has the song featuring Taylor. That was like a pretty big album, not as big as Continuum, but pretty big. He then had like really intense vocal surgery and like couldn't sing and released Born and Raised which like didn't really make a lot of waves and then this is his album after that so like he was idea, gunning for a big moment he was gunning for a moment is what i'm saying so yeah for sure. it all it and all. again it's like i'm not even like i don't even fault him for that but yeah. i i obviously don't appreciate how he is portraying her in the song and also to be like no it's not about her it's like there's no need to lie sir <laughs> <laughs> okay well here's a clip of paper doll all right the next one we have is the one direction song released in 2015 perfect um 
obviously people think a lot of songs on 1989 reference Harry and mm-hmm. Harry and Taylor's relationship. Wrongly, people speculate that songs on Red are about Harry, but they are not because you wrote that album before they met. So yeah, and frankly, you could argue the songs on 1989 aren't about him either because. That relationship was fake as fuck, but whatever. <laughs> yes, but there are there are but there's like, actual references. There's actual references yeah. like in Out of the Woods and Style and whatever that yeah. are references to Harry, whether or not that is based on a real relationship or exactly. just whatever. Exactly. Yes. So this song comes on the fifth One Direction album, Made in the AM. It was their last album. Zane is not on this album or song. Um, it was released as the second single after Drag Me Down. Mm, and Drag Me Down. Harry, Drag Me Down, iconic song. I enjoy this song too. Harry has a writing credit on this song and at the time had very few write. I mean, Harry had very few writing credits on like any One Direction songs. Mm. Um, so kind of like notable that he has one on this one. Yeah. Um, there are some very obvious lines that are about to shift. Uh, key lyrics. If you like midnight driving with no windows down, um, references the line from style, you come and pick me up, no headlights. Mm-hmm. And if you like cameras flashing every time we go out, and if you're looking for someone to write your breakup songs about, then baby, I'm perfect. Yeah. Seems to reference, I know places, lights flash and we'll run for the fences. Obviously, Taylor's history of writing songs about relationships. <laughs> yeah. When asked about the song, Louie said, I think everybody draws from personal experiences. So of course, to a degree, I'm sure that influenced some of it down to specifics to who that song is exactly about. That's fan interpretation, I suppose. And like love to Louie, you know, love to Louie. Yeah. He's like, love I know he's one documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes love to new to louis new documentary which you know we will eventually be watching i'm sure we will watch yeah once it's available on streaming (laughs) like it's so cute it's literally a documentary like about how he like wrote the most one direction songs he's like i want my credit so like great um yes i mean this is clearly like obviously harry was not writing a lot of stuff for one direction Mm -hmm you know, unclear how much he contributed to this song, but clearly well, I was gonna say like, like I'm sure they just literally threw in that line so that this could get this kind of attention. Well, and- right, I was gonna say, like, you know, I don't say this is like shade to Harry by any means, but like who knows if he even did write on this or they were just like, We want this to have a Taylor reference, so like right, put right. his name on it. Or he know? was down at least for that and like, you know, right. And that gave him credit or whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah this song has a music video as well um of just like the boys in like a hotel room basically mm-hmm. um and it's black and white so you know it's serious <laughs> and but this, this is not song... the one this is not the one where it's like pov you're on a date with them no that's night changes okay okay No, this is just like, I don't know. They're just kind of like hanging out. It's Uh not really like, it's not really guys being guys. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, do you want to know a funny thing about that? So, my uncle 
my uncle lives in California and he has a business where he owns several properties and he uses them as locations in films, like films and studios, like come and film different things at his locations. That's like Mm -hmm. his job. Yeah. And, you know, he's done like many, many different things, notably some shots from Princess Diaries too. Um, But one of the things was um, he was talking about this funny meeting that he had with the band, like the managers for the band R5, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember them. They were like Ross Lynch. Was I was going to say Ross Lynch, right? Who was like the Disney star. So it was like kind of like a Disney boy band, never really like took off. But yeah. they were had music for a minute. And I guess they were like looking for locations to do their music video. And my uncle was like, okay, like, what's, like, the plot of the music video? Like, what's it about? Whatever. And they were like, oh, it's just kind of, like, different scenes of them, like, looking pretty. (laughs) (laughs) And my uncle was like, okay, like, here's the rate for my location or whatever. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's way too much. (laughs) (laughs) To be, like, way lower budget. That's amazing. (laughs) Just kind of like funny, yeah. Um, which yeah. So this this song is basically that. Um, the song got a lot of you know fan attention due to the Taylor references, but wasn't like a huge game changing song generally because it was kind of you know yeah they're they're yeah. on their way way out yeah. And when you're competing with Drag Me Down, like it's tough. Yeah, you don't have a chance. <laughs> so here's some of okay. So this next one is another like kind of random one, but I did just think it was cute Um, in terms of songs that are like, you know, about Taylor Swift or like confirmed to be about Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. We have a pentatonic song, Rose Gold, that came out in 2015. Now, what I'll say is so pentatonics is an acapella group, like the most famous acapella group. And I knew that they did a lot of mostly Christmas music. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's like, to be honest, I, I don't think I knew that they did anything else. And I certainly didn't know that they had like original songs. Mm, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. So I thought it was strictly Christmas songs and like covers. And covers. Right. Which yeah. like is what acapellas do. Right. And so, so, okay. So I'm like, okay, I guess they have an original song. Mm-hmm. So I listened to it or like some of it, you know, for this. Mm-hmm. It is painful to listen to. And, like, I – it's not because, like – so, you know, I did acapella. I'm going to say. I did not do acapella. I love acapella. (laughs) You – you like, kind of the point of acapella or, like, one of the things about it is, like, that it's kind of gimmicky. Like, it's – that's kind of the point of it. Not gimmicky. It's kind of the point is like, look, we can do the song with just our voices. You know, it's like, right, right. That's, that's like the idea about it. Mm-hmm. So like, you don't want an original song that's doing that. <laughs> right. Because you're just like, no, if you're going to like make a song, like make it a real song. And like right. an acapella version really doesn't feel like a real song. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. So I think that that, I mean, one also just like this song is bad, but, but. Even if it were great, I'm like, I don't understand why you would ever want to listen to this. Yeah, and I know that, I know that they're very successful and like mm-hmm. literally on their fourth album. And like, I mean, I'm sure they're more known for their Christmas music and covers yeah. than their music, but clearly, like, people listen to it and they have fans. But I just yeah. that that was so interesting. 
it's it is very interesting yeah you could not i could not have told you that they had original songs no um okay so they confirmed that it was inspired by taylor the lead singer dude scott hoing tweeted at taylor swift literally had you in mind while writing rose gold Key lyrics started like a movie scene once upon a London street, tried to play it like James Dean cigarette in my sleeve. Mm. Referencing style. Mm -hmm. Like a myth, the story of our lives couldn't fit in only black and white. Out of the woods. Mm -hmm. We could be timeless. We could be classic. We could be the stars. We could be rose gold. Rose gold. Interesting. And do you think gold rush is a response to this? (laughs) I do. I do. <laughs> I think every time Taylor references gold in her songs, she's it's a reference to Pentatonix. <laughs> Honestly, so, please enjoy some original Pentatonix music, Rose Gold. All right, now you can say you've heard an original Pentatonix song. Honestly, all right. So this next one, we're really not going to get into because we don't want to, but. We couldn't not talk about briefly or just reference the song Famous released by Kanye West in 2016. Um, You know, obviously Taylor has her song Innocent about Kanye. And this was his like reference to her reference to their drama. Mm -hmm. It's from his, it was the lead single from his seventh album, Life of Pablo. And, um, more famous even than the song is just like the drama that came from it with him supposedly calling Taylor to get her permission and her giving her permission but not giving permission for certain lyrics that were then used and Mm -hmm. like the Kim drama and releasing receipts and like all this stuff so you know obviously we know about it we know Taylor's never gotten over it yeah there was a lot that came from it I mean the whole idea of like this song is very fucked up. The music video that features a doll that looks like Taylor Swift naked is like very fucked up. Yeah. Um, but the lyric, the most notable lyric, like I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why I made that B word famous? Yeah. Okay. I say we so, don't play a clip. <laughs> we don't need to play a clip. We don't. We won't be playing a clip. But just like, just, you know, just, you know. It, it happened. Okay. It happened. Calvin. Calvin has entered right. the chat. Calvin <laughs> has entered the chat. There's two Calvin songs about Taylor. Okay. Um, do you know either of these? I definitely don't know this first one. I possibly know the second one, but I'm not sure. Um, I, I know both of these songs. I, you know, I enjoy them. I enjoy my way more. Um, and did you know at the time that they were Taylor, ref- like referencing Taylor? I knew my way was. I didn't know about Olay or like maybe I did, but I forgot. I don't know. Okay. Um, that one. So that one is featuring the song is featuring John Newman who sings it. Okay. So Calvin just like does the production slash wrote it and is in the music video, but it's okay. not him. Singing. Okay. And this dude has like a really weird deep voice. I was going to say, who is this? Should I know who this is? um, I don't think so. I mean, I think he has a following and, like, whatever. But I don't really know anything about him. Okay. Um, Other than, I do think he did one other song with Calvin first. Like, a few years prior. Got it. Okay. 
Okay, this song came out in July 2016. It was the lead single for John Newman's album. Um, oh, I see. Okay, interesting. So it was written by Calvin Harris. People think that it was written from the perspective of Tom Hiddleston, which is amazing. That's iconic. Okay. So obviously, as we know, after Taylor breaks up with Calvin, she's seen very publicly dating or fake dating Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. So the infamous I, summer where they were photographed yeah. together like every day, just like on vacation. I still, I remember the conspiracy theory that she was like filming some elaborate music video. And I still wish that that was the case. I wish it was the case too. That would have been so fucking cool. So cool. Um, okay. Wow. So the, the most, the most fun lyric that I saw was so it's the first line of the song is low key you won't tell none of your friends about me people think this is referencing Loki L-O-K-I oh my god Marvel character like the most famous character he's known for okay so I'm kind of obsessed with that yeah I love that (laughs) um my heart speaks I ain't seen you or been with you for weeks but I see online that you've begun to be a good girl and take trips with your boyfriend being attentive, continue to pretend. Mm. So people think that, you know, this is referencing style, like the idea of a good girl. Mm-hmm. And then references like all those vacation pics that Calvin and Taylor posted where they're like at the beach. So you uh, think it's referencing those, not the ones with Tom? No, I think this song I think people think this song is written from the perspective of Tom Hiddleston looking at Calvin and Taylor. So the idea would be that Taylor cheated on Calvin with Tom or started dating, started talking to Tom while she was with Mm, Calvin. And then people think these lyrics, like I see you being a good girl and taking trips with your boyfriend. Got it. Okay. A fictional Tom Hiddleston seeing these pictures of Calvin and Taylor. Kind of like a Tom Hiddleston fanfic, if you will. Yeah, yeah, if you will, yeah. Got it, okay. (laughs) No, there's no telling how far you can go. You've hidden my name on your phone, so you can call me to tell... Call me to tell me you've been going through hell, left him alone, and you booked a hotel. So people think this is a reference to Calvin's car crash when he was in the hospital, and Taylor apparently visited him at the hospital, but then left to spend a night at the, at a hotel. So obsessed with that. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. So, but is this when he got in a car crash with Rita Ora? I mean, that's what I think. Yeah. I don't know how many car crashes this man is in. I don't know either, but like we get why she stayed at the hotel. If true. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, just like fun so fun um this song didn't make waves but loki that's okay loki that's okay <laughs> here is ole okay the next calvin song is um i think more famously like connected with taylor swift because it's him singing um it came out in September 2016. It's called My Way. Um, so he is singing on the song and he wrote it, but I do find this hilarious. Before the release, he said the track featured a mystery artist. 
oh my god that's so cringy and then he's like oh <laughs> Mr. Artist is me <laughs> yes. it's like you know it's like when we went to the Lauv concert Ugh. he was like I made this album with these people up here with me and we we're like oh that's cute like his band mm-hmm. and then it was like no he's referencing a picture of himself behind him he put up a picture of himself like a bunch of times right like a picture of like 10 louds and he was like yeah i made this album with like a group of people who are so important to me it was was, like so tough yeah so So giving that um so it it came out a few months after their breakup he described the song as about breaking out of a situation that you thought was a good thing. Then you're way more comfortable out of it. Mm. So key lyrics to the song. Why wait to say, at least I did it my way. Lie awake, two-faced. But in my heart, I understand. I made my move and it was all about you. Now I feel so far removed. You were the one thing in my way. Interesting. Okay. He then was very adamant that it was not about Taylor. And he said that it was about his decision to stop working at a grocery store and pursue music. Okay. I thought of the concept years ago when I left Safeway, I was trying to move to London and I was working in the store in Scotland. I was trying to go on and make music for a living, but I couldn't because I didn't have any money. I was like, damn, this grocery store. If I could break out of this, I could have enough time to work on my music and get good. That was just the concept that it was in the back of my mind, but I had no idea how to put it into words until very recently. About the song not being about Taylor, he said, I think for me personally, that's not really my vibe. I'm not an autobiographical singer. I'm very vague with my messages. I don't think they're any less powerful, but there are less words in them. And I don't think over the course of an album, it would really make sense with me as an artist. Okay. But this was the first song he released after their breakup. And literally the song is like, I don't need you. I'm doing it my way. Right. So I'm like, all right. I'm Again, like, it's just confusing when. It's annoying. It's annoying. It's just annoying because it's, it's like, like. Do it or don't. Right. <laughs> like, okay, fine. If you don't want to literally. Like, I get not being like, yeah, this is like about Taylor. Like, obviously. But to like. N- both make up this other or say it's about this other story from your past and say it's not autobiographical. Right. It's like, okay, well, if it's about how you wanted to leave the grocery store life and become a singer, then it is autobiographical. Right. So like, let's start there. (laughs) But also just like, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where like people like, like a lot of, you know, it's similar with the John Mayer where it's like, okay, you put this out. It's clearly about Taylor. You don't want to say it's about Taylor. And then you end up saying like too much kind of. Yeah. Well, and like- I don't know. I don't know how quickly these comments are made by these people about the song. Right. But I do wonder if part of it is like the song comes out. People think it's about Taylor. But then the song like never really catches on. And so then they don't want to, that's like embarrassing. Mm -hmm. If it's like, oh, I made the song about Taylor as my response song, but her song about me was like way bigger and like, yeah, no one cares. So I'll say it's not about them. Like, I don't know. Maybe he said these comments about the song right away and it wasn't about a lack of response. Yeah. But I also just feel like that could be part of it too. For sure. Where then they're asked 
a couple months later or whatever and they're like no it wasn't about her right I don't know yeah no for sure but in any case here is some of my way all right Katy Perry swish 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 fish May 2017 what a moment to bad blood Mm. On her fourth album, Witness, which came out the day Taylor released all of her music to Spotify. <laughs> like, the pettiness oh, is on It's so bitchy. That is so really? bitchy. That it's unfortunate. Is, that is a dark moment on yeah. tape. Like, that's just so not cool. It's not but, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so she released the song Swish Swish as the third single from the album. The album artwork is a receipt. Mm. Um, so key lyrics, a tiger don't lose no sleep, don't need opinions from a shellfish or a sheep. Mm. This seems to reference her tweet about Taylor writing bad blood about her, mm-hmm. um, which said mm-hmm. like, don't trust a sheep in wolf's clothing or something. Right. right. Don't you come for me? No, not today. You're calculated, mm. which you know, Taylor has frequently talked about being criticized for being calculated. Mm-hmm. I got your number because you're a joker and I'm a courtside killer queen and you will kiss the ring. You best believe. So keep calm, honey. I'm going to stick around for more than a minute. Get used to it. Funny, my name keeps coming out your mouth because I stay winning. Lay them up like a swish, swish, fish. I did not know. So swish meaning bitch. And people, you know, obviously this is the word that Taylor took offense to in the Kanye song. Yeah. And I didn't know this, but people think that it's intentionally supposed to sound like swift, swift, bitch. Interesting. I didn't know that either. Another one in the basket. Can't touch this. Another one in the casket. Your game is tired. You should retire. You're about it as an old coupon expired. And karma's not a liar. So karma, she keeps receipts. So this is reference to Taylor's over party, the Kim Kanye thing. Basically, Katie is saying like, you get your comeuppance for being fake or a bitch or whatever. And we really see, you know, actually, interestingly, this might be the only response song that then Taylor responds to herself. Because in Look What She Made Me Do in the video... She's like, I'm keeping this, like, for receipts when she's in, like, the Katy Perry, like, look. Oh, I don't think I knew that. I knew that she says, like, I'm keeping receipts, but I thought that was just a reference to, like, the Kim thing. I didn't Well, now I'm thinking it's a reference to this. But wait, when did Look What You Made Me Do come out? Uh, Well, I guess maybe it would have been before this. No. It would have been in the fall of 2017. It was released August 2017. So it came out after. All right. So confirmed. Confirmed. Um, In the Nicki Minaj verse, um, which seems to reference the history of beef with Taylor, like about the VMAs, Mm -hmm. where Taylor had, or Nicki had tweeted about like Anaconda not being nominated for VMA. Taylor responded being like, and she and Nikki said something like, you know, only if you're like straight and white and skinny do you get to like 
get a BMA. You get awards, basically. Taylor yeah. was like, why are you coming for me? And right. Nikki was like, I'm not coming for you. Right. Um, so in her verse, she says, don't be trying to double back. I already despised you. All that fake love you show in, don't even disguise you. Hmm. Now, in the Nikki verse, she references like a lot of things and people think she's referencing like many beefs with many people. Yeah. So it's unclear what's all happening. Well, and also like, I mean, I know we'll get to it with Katy Perry, but like Nicki Minaj and Taylor since this have had a lot of like positive moments together. Yeah, I feel like... Like they don't have like beef, I feel like anymore. No, but there is another lyric where Nicki says like, intentionally says like, this is why like I'm making hits with Katie. Like, suggesting, like, I'm on Katie's side of this. Right, but again, like, right. do I really feel like she has a lot of skin in the game? Like, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so what Katy Perry said about the song, she said, um, it, I think I have a typo, because I don't know what it was a goal shutdown means, but something, it was a shutdown, and then she writes a song about and I'm like, okay, cool, cool. That's how you want to deal with it? Karma. Mm-hmm. So the idea of, like, you know, Taylor writing Bad Blood. And she's mm-hmm. like, so I'm going to release this. Yeah. Um, song, and it was a song with similar impact. Similar impact, yeah. <laughs> While promoting the song, this is what's funny. Like, honestly, like, not long after the album was released or the single was released or, like, no. like pretty soon after, mm-hmm. she changed the lyrics in a performance to say, God bless you on your journey, oh, baby girl, to end the feud. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just think is so funny because the lyrics are so bad. Like, it's so, everything is so bad about oh, it. She's in a, God bless you on your journey, oh, baby girl, to end the feud. <laughs> <laughs> so, so fucking funny. Um, obviously in 2019, Katie and Taylor publicly make up in the you need to calm down video. Yes. Do I feel like do I feel like they have genuinely made up? No. But do I feel like they are like whatever? Yeah. I feel like they feel chill about each other. I don't think they're friends. Right, right. Yeah. But what's funny about that is like I agree that I think I think Taylor got over it because Katy Perry was no longer a threat and no longer yeah. a force. Yeah. And Katy Perry got over it because she unfortunately could not turn down an opportunity to be in Taylor Swift music anymore because she's yeah. not famous. Anymore. So that yeah. is why they made up. I mean, if they were both still on the top of their games, like they just, I mean, I don't know if they'd still be feuding, but like, I really right. feel like that. the fact that Katy Perry then like fell so far with this album Mm-hmm. Taylor was like, okay, I don't need to hate you because, like, you're not a threat to me. Right. True. Please enjoy. You know what's funny about this song, too? Mm-hmm. At first, obviously, when I heard the song, I was like, okay, I don't need to listen to the song anymore. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a good song. One and done. Yeah. But the girl that I used to nanny for, like, loves this song. And so. <laughs> to request it all the time and so then I listened to it so much that I was just like all right it's bop so you know it grew on me yeah even though it's ridiculous like I don't hate it yeah I mean especially compared to some songs on the album yeah bon appetit bon appetit baby (laughs) I actually 
I might choose Bon Appetit over this one. Actually. Oh my god, you would? Yeah. I like the Muna remix. Wow. All right. You heard it here, folks. Here's some swish swish. Okay. All right, we're coming we're coming back in for the grand finale related to Harry Styles. Yes. So the first song that Harry released that people think is about Taylor was released on his debut album in May 2017, the song Two Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, key lyrics in this song, same lips red, same eyes blue, which seems to reference lyrics and style. Same white shirt, couple more tattoos. Again, referencing style. Mm-hmm. But it's not you and me, tastes so sweet, looks so real, sounds like something that I used to feel. So this idea of like, sounds like referencing songs that she wrote about him. Mm-hmm. I can't touch what I see. We're not who we used to be. We're not who we used to be. We're just two ghosts standing in the place of you and me, trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat. The fridge light washes this room white. Moon dances over your good side. This was all we used to need, tongue-tied like we'd never known, telling those stories we already told because we don't say what we really need. Yeah, interesting. You were surprised that this was about Taylor, right? Yeah, I never... I never thought this was about Taylor. I mean, with these lyrics, like I definitely see why people have made that connection. I I don't really think any of Harry's music is personal. No. To be honest, like that or I think it's about personal stuff to him that's like not publicly known. Like yeah. I don't think he has songs about Kendall Jenner. Like yeah, I don't I really, like I just yeah. like don't subscribe to that narrative (laughs) but i do think he could be intentionally doing something with these lyrics to make people think i agree i agree i also feel like you know in addition to me not really thinking his music is super at least public persona him personal like i also don't like like i've never like read the lyrics to the song i know the song i like his i like his music but like I just haven't really studied his yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah, I do see this, but like, I never, right. I just, I feel like he's not someone whose music I really am like, oh, let me like really like get into the lyrics. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I um, I had always thought that his song "Ever Since New York" was possibly like about Taylor, supposedly reference Taylor, mm. but then when I was doing research for this, one like there's nothing really else in the lyrics that would suggest that. And two people think that it's about him being in New York when he found out that his like stepdad has cancer or something. Mm. So I was like, yeah, I feel like this, I mean, the only reason people thought that was because like New York, you know? Right. Right. But yeah, no, I enjoyed the song two ghosts. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if it is like a reference to her or like a fake reference to her or whatever, like, I feel like it's done in like a chill way. It's not. Yeah. Now, a love song, it's not like I hate you song. It's just kind of like, so. Yeah. Here is Two Ghosts. All right. The second Harry Styles song that um, was unreleased but came out was leaked this year. Mm-hmm. Another song supposedly from his debut album. It's called Him. Um, and this one does seem to be quite directly 
referencing or responding to Taylor. Yeah. Um, the lyrics, so you were right, there's always two, the one who stays and the one who's leaving you, which people think this was a response to her song, All You Had To Do Was Stay, in which she mm-hmm. sings about people like me and people like you, as in there yeah. are two types of people. Yeah. Hear out my apologies, because I'm not here for sympathy. Because I don't want to hear about him, how he's holding you better at night. And I don't want to hear about him in these songs you continue to write. I was with you when you wrote that line. It was me that you had on your mind. So I don't want to hear about him. So I saw a Reddit thread. Shout out to this person. I don't have your name, but shout out to you. (laughs) Um, Who said that that line, like I was with you when you wrote that line. It was me you had on your mind. I don't want to hear about him. Um, it makes me think, this person says, it makes me think of Taylor, like Harry and Taylor's writing session in Topanga years back with Jack and Knife Lee, who's a writer and producer. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Taylor took a line from that session and put it in a song and everyone assumes the song is about someone else, but it's actually about Harry. I only checked Red in 1989, but between those two albums, the only song with credits to Jack and Knife Lee is the last time. Hmm. Which is interesting because, like, it's suggesting there was, like, at some point, you know, they did some sort of writing session together. Yeah. Which, like, I would believe. Yeah. And if, you know, obviously Taylor and Harry are dating while she's, like, finishing up Red or whatever. So the idea that she would, like, take a line from one of those sessions and put it in the last time, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like, I would yeah. Probably- no, definitely possible. Yeah. So I feel like that, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, then the lyrics say, that nice dress in my wildest dreams, lipstick stains you left on my sheets. When I hear amazing eyes, it breaks my heart every time. Do you know what it's like to fall in love from the outside? The outside. And I don't know, but I've been trying for you, for you. Now I know what it's like to fall in love from the outside. Is he better? Is he holding you better at night? Is it me running into your mind? I still think about you all the time. Um, People think this could be responding to the lines and style. Like he says, what you heard is true, but I can't stop thinking about you. And I said, I've been there too a few times. So again, this, this song definitely seems to have some pretty direct Taylor references. I honestly feel like that's why he didn't put this out. Yeah. Because it's just too, too like, much. blatant. Yeah. Especially for, so people think this is, like, unreleased from his debut album, but, like, there was obviously a stretch of time in between the last One Direction album and his solo album yeah, where he could have been working on music. And so perhaps, because I'm, I'm thinking, like, for it to be on a 2017 album, Right. When you supposedly dated in 2012 or 2013. Right. No, he definitely wrote this. Like, earlier. you know, right. And I feel um, like, yeah, in that period of time in between, like, he was probably, like, trying a lot of different things and trying to yes. figure out, like, what his yeah. solo career was going to be. He's obviously gone in a very different direction than this, <laughs> I yep. feel like. Um, I enjoy this song. Like, I feel like yeah. it. It's... And... You can see for yourself. We're going to pull away a clip of him. Okay. We end with an iconic song. Yes. A song about the very couple, Taylor Swift and Harry Styles, written by Halsey, a young Halsey before she was famous. 
Like um, the fact that this exists is like everything to me. It's amazing. And there's like still a YouTube. We'll obviously play a clip. But yes, yeah. if you want to listen to the whole song, it is on YouTube. It is like Halsey in her bedroom writing this song. Mm-hmm. So, and we know that she's long been a very big fan of Taylor. She's been very public about that. Her song, Colors, on her first album is essentially the song Red. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes. She... But before being on the scene, when she wrote this, she was much more Team Harry than she was yeah. Team Taylor. The lyrics state. Would you like to read them? I I would love to read them, but, like, which ones? Just, oh. like, read it all. Okay, great. I'm like, I don't think I can like juice. <laughs> like, start at the beginning. <laughs> okay. And just so everyone's aware, this is literally called the Haler song. So, yeah. Like, um, and it is like to the tune of I Knew You Were Trouble or kind of like a parody of I Knew You Were Trouble, I guess. Right. Yes. It's, it's described as a parody to I Knew You Were Trouble. Yeah. Okay. Here are the lyrics. Once upon a time when... Oh my god, wait, this is amazing. I'm sorry to interrupt. (laughs) But just really quick. It says that the video has been removed since Ashley began releasing songs under her stage name. Because, yeah, this is, like, under her real name. Yeah. She expressed regret regarding the song on social media, particularly due to the slut-shaming nature of the song. Yep. (laughs) So, you know, just saying. Okay. We love that. She was, like, 15 or whatever. Right, right. Okay. Once upon a time, when albums were debuted, Haler was conceived, we panicked cause we knew. She'd hurt him, she'd hurt him, she'd hurt him, 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 him. At first we didn't care, we figured she'd back off. She'd always got around, we thought she'd take a walk and desert him, desert him, desert him, 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 him. But she's still here in the city and we realize that we can agree. That we knew she was trouble when she snagged Styles. How could we allow Taylor to get him with her fake smiles? It seems he's hers now. We knew she was trouble when she got Styles. So shame on us now. This fandom's getting kind of hostile. <laughs> She's gonna put him in her ex-boy pile. Oh, 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 treble, treble, treble. Oh, 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 treble, treble, treble. Now Harry's got it bad. They're walking in Times Square. The fans can see it all. He doesn't even care. He's blinded. He's blinded. He's blinded. We heard that they're so in love from whispers down the street. But all she really wants is a track for her CD. I hope he sees. I hope he sees. I hope he sees. She's so anal. A control freak. When he realizes he'll dump her next week. Yep. Then we have the chorus again, and then we have the bridge. The saddest fear starts creeping in that we'd be pissed off if he loved anyone or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the outro chorus, and now we're getting angry because she snags styles. My dashboard hates her. Let's just say this shit better be worthwhile because if he dates her, she's going to put Harry through some tough trials and write an album with his name on file. Like, so obsessed. Like, song of the year, where is it going? <laughs> and like, I just love how it shows that she is all of us. Yes. That she was so online at the time. Yes. 
Like this is a Tumblr track if like, I've ever heard she, one. She can act, you know, as cool and aloof and removed from it all, but mm-hmm. she but she ain't. She was a Harry Styles fan. She was a intense Harry Styles fan, and she let Taylor know. So, I you know before we go out on a clip of the Haler song, yes. Any any final thoughts on the the response songs? I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting. Obviously, the the kind of targets of Taylor's songs most recently have been regarding her master sale and mm-hmm. by people that like aren't making music right. in that way. So it's it's hard to know if down the line, if and when we'll receive another Taylor response song. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps whenever well, perhaps the Owens music career takes off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I forgot. <laughs> but I know it is kind of funny that there's not really like I don't know like con- contemporary ones yeah but it is so funny too the chart the trend that she if not started certainly amplified of like yeah. dragging people in her songs and then them responding songs that mm-hmm. you know we just see now obviously in the younger generation with Sabrina mm-hmm. Carpenter Rodrigo and like that and you know it's it's quite a legacy to leave it is quite a legacy to leave and so please enjoy the Haler song and join us next time for another app